Welcome down to my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. You are listening to Bucks in the Basement. My name's Chris, and Craig here is the biggest Pirates fan you'll ever meet. Let's talk Pirates baseball now. Welcome to Bucks in the Basement. Now I see the changes in this town. They change, they say, one thing within the next day. Guys, coming up here on Independence Day, when you're listening to this, happy Independence Day to everyone. Hopefully you get some time to relax with your families. Uh, For the Pirates, it's not going to be very relaxing because they're taking a West Coast swing coming up to the All-Star Game. Bringing in a man who's going to be calling some of those games out here. I uh, was in uh, the studio or on the studio the last time, uh, right after the O'Neill Cruz injury, uh, bringing back John the Rock Wayner. Rock, how you doing today, brother? I'm good, man. Just kind of getting used to the old West Coast time again, you know? It's, uh, never, yeah, it always takes a little bit of time, a few days at least. By the time you get used to the three-hour difference, then you're flying back to Pittsburgh and you got to go the other way. Yeah, I, that's something I, I definitely wouldn't look forward to. And like I said, coming up here uh, into the All-Star break, uh, Mitch Keller just announced the All-Star team. Congratulations to Mitch. Well-deserved. Uh, but Pirates fans like myself might not be catching as many of these games as possible because before we jumped on here, I told you that uh, 11 o'clock is usually my cutoff. If a game goes past that, um, I don't know how much I'm going to see of it, but with this team going into this, we've gotten a little bit of an injection of youth. And I know that, you know, fans and some writers, some reporters, bloggers and podcasters like myself um, had been calling for this. And, and John, being a part of like, you know, many teams throughout the years, what's it like for when people say, oh, you'll inject this youth and get this energy going into the team? Um We've seen some positive stuff from this, you know, Henry Davis hitting well, Nick Gonzalez hitting well, but, you know, coming into a clubhouse, which has some older players, like how do the younger players kind of gel with those older players, like a a McCutcheon or like a Carlos Santana? I think anytime a young player gets up to the big leagues, I mean, you know, it's the dream, you know, obviously to get that first day in the big leagues that first opportunity to play at that level and, um, and you just want to go in there and work. You just want to go and do your job and, and, and hopefully play well enough to stick around. You know, that, that's the first and foremost with, with most of these guys. And, you know, um, this level could be hard, you know, and, and, and so you're up there just grinding and worried about, you know, having success at the level. You're playing against the best in the world. Um, as far as the veterans, I think... 
our veteran guys, uh, especially Santana and McCutcheon, Rich Hill as well, um, are, are so personable. They've been around so long. You know, they were young players once. You know, they've played on good teams. They've played on bad teams. But, you know, they're, they're all pretty level-headed. They're, they're, they're pretty consistent uh, with with the way they go about their business. And, you know, I, I think from what I can tell, all the young players have fit right in, you know, and, you know, I think the veterans try to make it comfortable for everybody, whether you're a veteran or your first day or, you know, you've only been in the league for a year. So they want to have a, a, a consistent atmosphere. And I think they've, they've all brought that. That makes it easier for the young guy when you're not walking on eggshells. I mean, I know, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you know, maybe the young guy didn't, you know, uh, fit in. Uh, but I, I think these guys have all made it pretty easy to to have everybody fit in and, and and try to stay consistent and make sure you're doing the right things and playing the game the right way. And and I think we've seen that as as far as this injection of youth, uh, I, I think it's always especially when you you have a team that's struggling. You bring up young guys and they usually are playing hard. Uh, and you know, I actually thought Davis. Henry Davis getting called up, it might have been a little bit too soon. Um, you know, he had 500 thoughts or so in the minor leagues, and I'm thinking, wow, that's that's not a lot of time. That's not a lot of experience at the minor league level. But this guy plays hard, and this guy could play. And, and, and I'm shocked at how hard he plays. Um, I think he's handled right field fine and, and, and at the plate yeah he, he has a great approach of kind of a you know for young guys you usually see them up there and sometimes they're overmatched sometimes they're up there swinging pitches out of the zone he commands his own well he can turn around velocity but he plays hard and and, and all you hear him talk about is winning and so that's a that, that's an injection of you know youth and exuberance and and a guy who wants to go out not only to play but to go and, and win and, and that and that obviously I, I think helps anybody, you know, especially a struggling team that injects some life into the club. And you know, I think we've seen that with Gonzalez as well, and and um, and, and even Triola has done a pretty good job since he's been here. Yeah, and with Davis, I mean, the, the one time I think it was when Carlos Santana hit a home run, you you would have thought that Henry Davis hit him hit it himself. He was he was so excited on second base. Uh, definitely brings a, a lot of energy and. I kind of want to turn to like the veterans that you were talking about and, and, you know, it's been like talked about since the off season, you know, how, you know, how well Carlos Santana does with the younger players. There was pictures of, I think Rich Hill showing grips to like Oviedo and, and Kutch just basically brings like a, he has a smile on his face 90% of the time he's out there. And it seems like there, there's a pretty good clubhouse going and, you know, with the team struggling right now, uh, some of those rumors, you know, kind of start to come out of, you know, players possibly getting moved at the trade deadline. And and I kind of want to go as to, like, I, I know that at different times the Pirates have been buyers. They've been sellers. So everybody talks about, like, what would happen if, like, you know, a Carlos Santana, and it looks, you know, like the, the McCutcheon stuff was, was squashed, you know, kind of as it started – but even like a Rich Hill, like what kind of thing could that do, you know, to a locker room to remove that veteran presence, which was, you know, punctuated and so important coming into this season? 
Well, I'll, I'll go back a, a step first and say what I what I think. You know, I, I know I talked a little bit about having a veteran leader, and 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 you know, you bring in a Santana, and you know, and not only do they make you feel comfortable in the clubhouse, but they they can teach you. They teach you not only how to play the game, how to play the game right. Um, you, know, how, you know, what to look for at the plate, uh, different ways uh, you know, to approach different pitchers, etc., and so forth. So that, you know, and, and that message coming from a veteran, because a lot of people say, well, why don't coaches do that? Why do you have coaches? Why do you have a manager? Um, you know, if, if a manager and coach are constantly, you know, talking to players and, you know, sometimes, you know, over time that, that, that message kind of gets stale, but you, you have a veteran who you have so much respect for, they do it in a sense to where, you know, they're teaching you how to play the game to get better and, and, and how to not only help yourself, but help the team. That, that you know, Santana with the Latin guys, McCutcheon with everybody else, Rich Hill with the young pitching staff, you know, not only are they making them feel comfortable in the clubhouse, they're also, you know, making them better on the field. They're, at least they should be based on, you know, what they've done and their experiences and their knowledge, etc. As far as a trade deadline goes, and if that, you know, if, if there are any changes there, any moves first it's always going to depend on where are you at the trade deadline are you 15 games back are you 10 games back are you five games back are you in the lead obviously if this team is in the playoff hunt i wouldn't expect to see a sell-off you know i i it would surprise me to move veterans for prospects if you're still in a playoff race now if you're not in the playoff race and you're out of it okay you've already learned and those guys have you know continued their careers and they've played for you they've helped some of your younger players and if it's time for them you know what's the trade deadline nowadays august, august 15th 1st yeah august 1st so you know i mean i still got two months of season left but um you know if you're 15 games back you're going to use, lose, most likely lose these guys, or these guys are at least going to go into free agency in a couple of months. And if you're out of the race, there's no reason not to try to get something back for that veteran player. If there's a return, it's going to help you next year or years in the future. So I, I've never had a problem with a team that's out of contention. You're moving veterans. I mean, they're not. They're not going to. If they want to come back when they go with the free agent market at the end of the year, they can come back and help you and do what they did. You know, up until that trade deadline. Um, you know, but if it, but you know they've served their purpose as far as I'm concerned, and now all of a sudden we want you know a, a piece for next year or the year after or for the future. I'm all for you know um, making your organization better in the future. Um, the, the younger guys, you know, got four months or so in the big leagues, and they got some help from some veterans. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you're, you're thankful for what they've done. Maybe these veterans want to go to a contender and play in the postseason. They get to a point in their career where, hey, I want to chase a ring. And so you might be doing that veteran a favor. You know, they've done you a favor. They've helped your team. They've helped the young guys. And then you still have a chance to, to bring them back after the season's over. Plus, you got some pieces that might help you in the future. Yeah, and I, mean, I think that's one thing that you know, Ben Charrington has done each of these years in the off season is kind of he says they're very open and honest with with the veterans that they bring in and and what they're looking for from them, and also you know that if it's a possibility that it can improve the team in the future or you know give them an opportunity. 
that they wouldn't stop that from happening from them as well. Um, and, and I want to talk about something else here. It's kind of just been in the back of my head this whole time we've been talking is, you know, we're talking about, you know, the youth movement and br- injecting that, you know, energy. We're talking about the veteran presence. And the other thing that k- kind of keeps, I don't know if it would be a narrative or or a catchphrase um, that we hear, what would it be? That, that winning's contagious, that losing's contagious. Uh, is that like a real thing within Major League Baseball? You know, I think any team, you watch the best teams in baseball, there's going to be hot streaks and cold streaks. And um, at times, it looks like it could be contagious. I mean, the Pirates, you know, they, they, they struggled the entire last road trip. And then actually, for a couple of weeks, they come home and they start, you know, they, you know, they, they, they can't get a, a, a hit with a runner in scoring position in a series, and then they get four in one innings. That makes you think it's contagious, you know. You, you know, your, your pitching goes and runs off eleven straight quality starts. I think you know pitchers feed off of that, um, you know, feed off of one another. And so, you know, there are times, you know, where you know everything's clicking. In April for the Pirates, everything clicked. You know, they they played over their head for you know a few weeks, and then in May, everything went the other way, and and and, and they weren't nearly as bad. They weren't nearly as bad as what they sh- what they should May, and, and it's just the ebbs and flows of the game, and you know it, it just you know sometimes, especially offensively, I think I could speak to is when you're struggling to score runs and you don't have a power hitting lineup, you know it, you, you start feeling that pressure. That pressure kind of mounts with runners in scoring position, and all of a sudden you, you know you, you're chasing pitches out of the zone. You, you get out of your approach because you're trying to do too much. Um, other times when you're scoring runs, you're a little, a little more relaxed at the plate, and you know and your, your your approach is solid and, and everything's great, and you know you, you're more likely to come through in those situations. And so, you know, the, the ebbs and flows of the game are the same for a young team, for a veteran team. You know, I think a veteran team, you know, a playoff caliber team, I think are usually a little more ex- experienced and perhaps you know in most cases more more talented and so you know they're, they're probably going to thrive a little more than a younger team and sometimes a younger team needs to fail and, and experience that failure and learn from that failure you know before um you know before they're a playoff caliber team and so um but yeah it is it's interesting the way the way baseball goes at times it's just a uh you know, it, it, it's kind of a seesaw. You're, you're, you're ups and downs and, and everything else like that. And you just, you know, you grind through it. And, and, and again, when, when, when things are going great, you know, you try to remember what you're doing to continue to have success. And when things are going wrong, uh, you try not to dwell on it, but instead learn from it. And, you know, and, and the more consistent you are as a group, as a team, as an individual you know, the more success you're going to have. And, I, and again, I just think that, uh, you know, there, there are ebbs and flows in, in every, for every team in both leagues. And it just happens. The better teams, their, their, their struggles are, are usually shorter. You know, a younger team, those struggles might last a little bit longer. Yeah, and we, we hit one of those uh, pretty long losing streaks, you know, not too long ago.
If you ever see me out and about in Pittsburgh, you will always recognize me. And not just because of the white beard, but also because of the why that is always on top of my head. The hat I always wear. The Yin's brand. Proud partners with Bucks in the Basement. Three dynasties. One brand. Yin's. Finally, one brand to rep all black and gold. Follow at Shop Yin's for new merch drops and giveaways. Order online at www.shopyins, the emphasis on the two Zs, high quality comfort, lightweight materials, a new modern look for the black and gold, made for Yins by a Yinzer. Going on to like the the individual, you know, player accomplishments. Obviously, at the beginning of this, I mentioned, you know, Mitch Keller. I, I've heard some of the interviews, like the the emotion behind, you know, being nominated uh, and and being, you know, an all star. I mean, that's that's a pretty big deal for you know the road that he's taken. But on the other side of this, we're talking about uh, the other thing that's out there, of course, in in you know Twitter world and and blogs and and writings and stuff like that is is the the quote unquote snubs and and David Bednar's name has come up you know more than more than once uh, in those conversations so you know for a player that i mean this is it's a team sport but it does have some you know individual accolades like i know that we see Mitch Keller be happy about <laughs> something like that do players uh, actually get upset when they are quote unquote snubbed or do the fans get a little bit more upset for them Depends on the individual. You know, I, I think certain people, um, you know, they, they, they need the accolades and they want the accolades and they, and they, and they want to get to that. They want to be known as one of the best. They want to be honored for having a good season. And so, um, you know, I, you know, I guess it depends on the individual. Some will take it with a grain of salt. Oh, I made it. Oh, I didn't make it. Oh, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm honored to be considered uh, or to have the numbers to be considered. And so, um, you know, I, I think you probably will get more complaints from fans and maybe writers or things out there in, in Twitter land. Um, maybe you do for players. I think players are they're, they're probably not going to go out there and you know make a big commotion or stink about them not getting selected because it's going to come off as selfish. Now, maybe privately they might be a little more upset than others, but. The process has been going on for so many years, and, and there's just um, you know so many good players and so many deserving players that, and not enough spots. So every year you're going to have people that feel like they've gotten snubbed, that you know that they didn't, that they should have been given the opportunity. But as long as you need each team represented, and you know um, you're always going to have people that are left out, and Bednar is certainly. Um, deserving um you've got to say he's one of the you know at least a handful of closers in baseball but um you know one of the best handful of closers in the game and not just the national league but you know you look at the numbers and i don't know how many closers they ended up taking i know there were three or four that had more saves um yeah, i don't know if the actual numbers um favor the guys with more saves but um, you know, if, if you win more, your closer gets more opportunities. They have more saves. And, and, and so he, he might've got snubbed more because of the product of the team, you know, and only getting what 17 or so opportunities, whereas, you know, other teams, closers 
have 25 opportunities. So if you have 24 saves and 26 chances, you're probably more likely to go if you have 16 and 17 opportunities. And so that, that's just the nature of the beast. And, um, you know, you can always make an argument for, for guys. I'm, I'm sure there's at least a dozen out there in both leagues that probably um, could have been selected, but, the way it's selected is, you know, everybody has to be represented. Every every team has to be represented. So, you know, certain guys are going to be left out. Yeah, and like I said, it's definitely unfortunate. And I'm still – I still have my fingers crossed. I, I did read something that – uh, I think Commissioner Manfred, or at least a committee within his office, has the ability to, you know, elect certain people after this, you know, to the All-Star game who have had either an impact or it's a legacy uh, type, you know, nomination or something like that. My fingers are still crossed for Kutch in that, not only because, you know, what he's brought back to the city of Pittsburgh, but, dude, he's also playing some pretty good baseball as well. Yeah, again, talking about, you know, a handful of closers, you know, being, you know, in that handful, you can argue that McCutcheon's in, you know, the top four or five as far as the designated hitters so far this year. And, um, you know, he's double-digit homers again. He's getting on base. I don't know. Is it four? four is he, I think it's on base percentage right around 400. It's not better. Um, you know, and, and, and yeah, he, he's uh, having a great year. And yeah, again, I, <laughs> I haven't even looked at the list to be honest with you. And, you know, I don't know which DH is better. And, you know, I, I just know he ranks up there in the top three or four or five. And um, yeah, what a great story bringing him back. And, you know, he's obviously, um, had a great presence on and off the field, uh, and he still puts up numbers. He still has the bat speed. It, it amazes me how this guy can just get 36 turn around 95 mile per hour fastballs. It's it's just amazing to me that he still has the eye up there, and you know, and, and he draws walks, and he's not going to chase pitches. And, and if you make a, fa- a mistake with a fastball, he's going to turn it around on you. So, um, yeah, I, again, I, without having the numbers in front of me to, to compare against, you know, the other DHs in the National League, you know, I can't sit here and say that, um, you know, he, he should be there over somebody that was selected. But I will say that, yeah, he's, he's had good enough numbers this year to where he warrants consideration. Yeah, and like I said, my, my fingers are, are definitely still crossed from that. And, you know, it's just more of, I mean, I, I guess it would be more pride for the team and just, you know, just happy for him for, you know, how well he's been able to perform because I've been saying this, you know, for a couple weeks now that, you know, I expected, you know, some things from Kutch, but, man, I didn't expect him to, to play to the level that he has. And like you said, those hands are still as quick as I remember, man. He, it, those singles into the outfield, because that's the thing was, I mean, when Kutch was here, he was an MVP. He did have a little bit of power, but most of it was just – he was just on the balls, and he if he was hitting well and seeing the ball well, I mean, there wasn't too many that could get a ball past him. Yeah, it, it's it, it's really something. And, and I think – well, I think a great bat speed in, you know, Bonds, who I thought had the best – you know, I, I've always been so impressed, and 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 also felt that it was a little unfair that 
you know, their bat speed's so great that they're afforded more time. It's kind of unfair that you're that talented that we're, you're afforded more time to swing the bat than everybody else because <laughs> your bat speed's so great. So <laughs> you have more time to recognize the speed and the spin and the velocity out of the pitcher's hand to where you're less likely to chase that breaking ball that starts in the zone and breaks out. And so, yeah, you're going to have that great patience because you're afforded more time to make a decision to uh, make a decision to, to swing the bat. And uh, and you think, you know, me playing into my thirties, my early thirties. You know, I, I I felt the one thing I could do was hit a fastball, and then you realize in your early 30s, wow, it's not there anymore. I mean, I, I can't catch up to a fastball, and so that gets a little bit frustrating, but um, and, and to see somebody do it into their late 30s is, is amazing to me. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something very cool to watch, and I mean, it's going to be fun to watch these Pirates. I still think that there is, you know, enough there, but I'm kind of wondering, John, is like, just in general, from from you watching this team as closely as you do, and, and getting to see them play, and getting to interact with some of the players and different stuff, like we saw them get off to such a hot start, we saw them hit such a skid. We've seen signs of life, you know, throughout this June. Is this just like is just this the natural you know development of a team that you know has lost a hundred games over the past two years? Well, the last couple of years, we were all talented, just plain simple. We didn't have as much talent as, as other teams. And, and so, you know, it was a relatively young team and, and you know, uh, we just couldn't match up. And, and, and I thought this year, um, I, I still, I mean, you look at the, the teams at the top of divisions, the teams that are in the hunt for playoffs, I, I, you know, you could make an argument that they have had more talent, uh, whether it be from the pitching mound or in the batter's box. Um, and, and, you know, that's what happens. It's just, you know, sometimes it's, uh, you might have talent, but it's an experienced talent. Maybe they're learning at the big league level because we get so many 22-year-olds and 23-year-olds and 24-year-olds um, to where, you know, maybe they have that talent, but they just haven't figured it out yet. They haven't trusted themselves enough. And so, you know, that's, that's all part of it, too. Um, uh, you know, for a lot of the time, if you were to look, uh, you know, before Davis, before Gonzalez, and, 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 and you look the middle of the Pirates lineup and you compare it to the team we're playing in the middle of their lineup, it's, you know, it, it, it's not the same. I mean, you, you got guys with 15 homers and 20 homers and, you know, 50 RBIs and, you know, and, and, and you know, I'm not trying to throw shade on anybody here, but, you know, the middle of our lineup wasn't matching up. And, and so if you're not hitting the ball on the ballpark and you got to string hits together and you're facing a good pitching staff, it's hard to string hits together. It's hard to get three, four, five hits. And if it takes three hits and an inning to score one run because you're not hitting any home runs, it's hard to match up against other teams that are, you know, got eight guys can hit the ball in the ballpark. You know, if you make a mistake, it's a two run homer. You know, you give up a walk and a, a, a mistake, it's a two run homer. They put up two on you in a blink of an eye. And, and, and with the Pirates, you know, when you're not hitting the ballpark, you know, you got to grind through a bad straw, walk, get a hit, maybe hit a gap is, is the only way you can score more than one run. And, and, and so that's kind of what we've seen for a while there. But, I, I, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, you get Nick Gonzalez hit the ball in the ballpark. Jack Swinsky hits the ball in the ballpark. Carlos Santana starting to hit the ball in the ballpark. 
it's a whole different looking lineup when you're hitting out of the ballpark. It's now you don't have to grind through, you know, three, four, five at bats to get a couple runners on and a big hit to drive in a run. You're putting a two spot up with one swing in the back. So, you know, when I, when I look at that now, um, and, and I look at this lineup and what it could present here in a month or so, you know, with, with, O'Neill Cruz coming off the DL and a healthy Brian Reynolds and, 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 and the way Santana McCutcheon go now, you throw in Davis and Gonzalez and um, Sawinski, uh, you, you got a pretty good lineup. It's a totally different lineup. This, it could be here in the middle of August and we've had most of this year and, and not only a lineup with, you know, capable hitters, but capable home run hitters. And, and so right then and there, that takes a lot of pressure off a young pitching staff. You, you, you don't have to worry about making one mistake that's going to cost you a game because you're not scoring runs. And so for me, that's where I get excited because at the end of this year and going into next year, even if you don't sign McCutcheon and Santana and bring them back, it's still a much better looking lineup. Although I think McCutcheon will be back for sure. Santana, we obviously don't know that yet, but it's a much better looking lineup than we had to begin this year. And so, you know, there are some complimentary pieces that you can run in and out there, like Bay, like Castro, um, like Marcano, like Connor Joe, or et cetera, and so forth. But as far as like that core of your lineup, Man, it, it, it could be exciting here for the Pirates, um, not only the last couple months of the season, but for years to come. Yeah, and you've gotten me a little bit excited there, John, just because, I mean, it, it is a long season. We're only halfway through it at this point in time. Coming up on the All-Star break, coming up on a West Coast swing here, one that I'm going to have to be watching the games probably on replay in the morning. Uh, and, and John's out there getting adjusted, uh, but Rock, you know what? It was great to have you on again, man. It was great talking to you, and uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully go into the All-Star break. We can uh, we can take some some big wins from some uh, some pretty hot teams out there in Major League Baseball. Yeah, no, no problem, Craig. Appreciate it, and yeah, hopefully these guys could come out of this with at least a split, you know, maybe going four and three, you know, um, obviously LA we've had LA's number. People can't, I know you'll be asleep, but the rest of them, people can't (laughs) sleep on the pirates against the Dodgers. I think we've beaten them seven of nine over the line. I think five and six last year. We were five of six last year and two or three this year. So, um, seven to ten, or no, seven to nine, whatever it is. But uh, yeah, that, we're gonna have to pitch. We're gonna have to pitch to match up with these clubs. Um, you know, and, and you yeah, know, we didn't talk much about the young arms, but there's young arms out there. And so, um, if we if we're able to limit these two clubs offensively, maybe we can come out of here four and four and three and be in good shape after the All Star break. Absolutely, get a get a good pitch, uh, good start from Mitch tonight, and get it going on the West Coast. All right, Craig. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Um, and enjoy your Fourth of July, and um, yeah, get your get your beauty rest in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I need a lot of it. <laughs>